0: podcast. Be careful, my right arm's broken. Yeah. Ah. Oh, you want
1: some Come oh, oh, on,
0: come yeah. on, come come ah. come on That is about the most exciting part of the movie. Did you? That is. Sorry, keep going. No, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Did you have the entire I thought you were gonna have the entire fight scene. Was that the yeah, entire was, fight scene? It was almost, almost. We got Over. up to about forty seconds, but almost. <laughs> almost um, punching. But that is what we're gonna get into today, folks. And uh let's roll the intro and let's get into this review. <laughs> What's up, Tony?
1: Not much, man. We are deep
0: into this Quentin Tarantino legacy series. I'm yeah, excited. we are we are deep into this, and I didn't really think it was going to get this bad. I don't know how you feel about this. So it's actually
1: funny. It's funny, like so. I've actually gone out of my way to do research on this movie. You know, like looking at the uh, the background, understand a little bit more about it because, like, I I've I realized like if you look at like a Nolan legacy series, right? Like, you're just judging films on did I enjoy watching it or not. I think that's probably what you've done in the previous series, I'm guessing, right? And that's kind of what we've done thus far. Well, at least I have in in every review I've done thus far for this podcast. But I've slowly realised as I'm doing this um, series that Tarantino does a lot of homages to certain types of films. And whether or not I like those types of films, it feels weird to judge it based on... Something that it probably wasn't intended to be uh, judged on. So I've gone out of my way to do a bit of research on this one, and so I don't hate it as much as I think you do. So so you did
0: you do the research just so you didn't hate it as much as when you first saw it? Um, Because you were telling me you didn't like it, right? Like you thought this was a painful watch.
1: It was no, it was it was definitely a difficult watch um, for me, and it's because I don't think I like grindhouse films, like. And I think there's not not many, right? There's like
0: three. It's a whole
1: genre, I think, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's a genre. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The
1: double feature with um Mm -hmm. Robert Rodriguez is like you know just two films, right? But then it is based on a genre of film um called grindhouse films, which which is like
0: kind of grungy slasher films. Yeah. So so apparently,
1: like I watched like a quick YouTube video about it. Like there was a point in time where racism got bad in America. So a lot of like the well-to-do sort of um, middle class people started leaving cities to get away from like black people, essentially. And so the cinemas weren't doing very well because like those people had money and they were watching films. And so what happened was the um, Hollywood producers at the time decided let's do double features. So you pay one price, you get two movies, which is what this grindhouse series is trying to replicate but also, a lot of the movies were, like, really low budget, Um, didn't have, like, a lot of, like, great acting chops, but it was a lot of, like, over-the-top action or something kind of gross or something really weird to just try and get people in the door and, and, and watch these movies. And so it's, like, a lot of, um, like, female prisoners or slasher movies or, like, um, stuff like that.
0: I think I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you, this movie is an homage it. to that. Sorry. Oh, was that? Yeah, you can see it. You can see it in the smooth in movie. Like, yeah, you it's can very see much it. littered, that type of content. Exactly. And so mm.
1: I wanted to understand it because, like, I didn't like Jackie Brown that much, but it's an homage to black exploitation, which are movies that I haven't really seen very much. And, and you then were, were got, saying.
0: Like, sorry to interrupt sorry, go on. No, it's cool, it's cool. You were saying. That. You were saying that it's. That you weren't sure if it was black exploitation movies. I think uh, Jackie Brown.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be, and that's the thing. Like as I've been doing this series, I've started to realize that like Tarantino, um, as I learn more about him, he takes these like concepts of movies that he grew up with that he loves, and he's trying to like kind of modernize them and put a twist on them, but he's still trying to be, I guess, um, accurate to the source material so like if i don't like jackie brown because it's not a fun watch that is an opinion but then also i should try and sort of understand it as an homage to an era of filmmaking that doesn't exist anymore and so there's the exploitation of jackie brown there is the um 70s samurai movies of kill bill and then there's this, the grindhouse movies of, of of Death Proof, and so after I did Kill Bill and Black um and Jackie Brown, I started to realize, okay, I, I, I got to look into this a little bit more before I do the podcast, so you know I can have a bit of a more nuanced opinion, other than ah oh, this was sucky and I and I didn't like
0: it. Interesting. Which is kind of where I'm at. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. That's uh, that's very fascinating to hear. So I'm actually excited to see, not, not to see, but to hear what your review is of this movie. Yeah. Um, welcome, everybody, to the Legit Cool Podcast. We are reviewing and recapping all of Quentin Tarantino's films. Um, we are up to Death Proof. And I was... Uh, I was deliberating whether we should do Death Proof because it's a part of a series known as the Grindhouse, Robert Rodriguez series. Not to get mixed up with the Grindhouse genres, as Tony was saying, but there are Grindhouse movies between Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. The other ones being um, Grindhouse, I think it's called. (laughs) No, no, I think
1: Grindhouse is the name for the series. It's Planet Terror and Death Proof together make Grindhouse.
0: There is a Grindhouse movie. Is Because Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Let me, let me, let me. way hey, you look it
1: up. I don't want to be like a guy that's like, actually, <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather you tell me I'm wrong.
0: Um, bu- 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 I had it down here. Grindhouse. Wait, but it's weird. It's I'm saying- pretty sure yeah. Oh, it's saying it it's together. Together, right? Yeah. Sorry, together. Yeah, yeah. Planet together and, known as Grindhouse.
1: Apparently, oh, actually, yeah, in yeah. America, it was funny. So uh, Tarantino and Rodriguez, they really wanted to capture the double feature of, um, you know, yesteryear. And so they released this as a double feature. Because that was and such then- a big thing of cool.
0: the past, right? Double features.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm. they were trying to, like, get money out of people. So they were just like, hey, two movies for the price of one. Enjoy. Um, oh,
0: that's what they did with this, two movies for the price of one.
1: Yeah, and and mm. um, apparently people watched um, the first movie, Planet Terror, thinking, where's Quentin Tarantino? This is not a Tarantino film. They see the credits. His name's not on it. They get mad. They leave. Oh, no Before way. the second movie starts. Ah, okay.
0: You have and, done research on this. Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> looked some stuff up. I think I'll be doing this going forward. Great. Just you know, That's good. Be a bit more helpful. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so apparently that happened. That was quite funny.
0: Okay, yeah. So Death Proof. Um, so obviously we're not going to be doing the other movie, Robert Rodriguez, because that was exclusively written and directed by Robert Rodriguez. Uh, mm-hmm. But nonetheless, we are doing Death Proof, directed and written by Quentin Tarantino, And I think it was actually co-written by, um, what do you call it? What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Robert Rodriguez. Oh, okay. So they helped each other, right? They helped each other out, yeah. At least yeah. Have, I think they both have producing credits as well for both films. Ah, uh, yes. Um, which would make sense, I think. Um, okay, no, I'm wrong on that. I'm looking at it now. It's just written by Quentin Tarantino. So it's interesting. They have this collaboration between the two of them doing the grindhouse, uh, well, quote-unquote, grindhouse double feature, Death Proof and Planet Terror. Um, I'm kind of interested to see Planet Terror, but honestly, after watching this one, I don't think I want to.
1: <laughs> I don't think I'm the right guy for the Grindhouse genre because there's a lot of, like, graphic gore.
0: Yeah, it's not <laughs> down your it
1: And, it it, it, like, this movie was, was was hard to watch for that reason alone. Well, really? that in the boring.
0: I don't think this one had a lot of... Like, that Bro, first
1: yeah. crash, man.
0: Oh, like when, yeah. When Rose
1: yeah. McGowan dies, that's pretty rough. And then when he kills, like, I mean, spoiler alert! Um, when he kills the other people, that's that's like they, they show it like every person getting murdered very yeah. graphically. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, but yeah, we're gonna review and recap this. And if you haven't heard the other reviews that we've done for Quentin Tarantino films, um, be sure to be sure to check that out on the previous episodes. I can't actually tell you which episodes numbers. Um, those are, but we have done quite a lot up until now. Have you now. done like anything in between the Tarantino series? I haven't actually. No, seen but I do plan on reviewing and recapping The Creator. So right, okay. If you want to join me on that one, you're more than welcome to as well.
1: Um, I haven't seen it. And I mean, I don't want to spoil the review, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think, um, I actually think like you oh. probably appreciate that movie a little bit more than I did. Um, really, I appreciate the movie. Like, I think it's, I, th- I think the craftsmanship behind it is is great, but it's just the story is a bit of a letdown. But I will why, well, why do
1: you think I would like that more? Like, not I the story make sensey kind of guy?
0: Kind of, but you always have maybe a surprising perspective that I might not see in the film. So okay, yeah, like the ideas are cool, the concepts are cool.
1: Yeah, but um, Does everyone have that weird back of the head, or is it just that one kid? um is that a spoiler i'm not sure well, It's in the trailer so i don't know <laughs> all right no but, me, you me. but you're asking me if everybody else is oh yeah that's fair that's fair
0: all right anyway let's let's leave that alone because we are going to review and recap uh death proof quentin tarantino um this was released in 31st of may 2007 this was the same year that planet terror was um released as well so they were oh yeah obviously they were back to back um but I think Planet Terror actually, actually no. I think Planet Terror like came out in November. If yeah, I apparently like, came out later, and then I don't. I don't understand how that happened. Like
1: that, my my little anecdotal story can't happen if Planet Terror comes out before. Um, yeah. yeah. So I have not do that more.
0: Yeah,
1: I know. But, apparently, overseas they were released separately, but I thought in America they were released as a double feature.
0: Right. Maybe that's it. But you know, um, prove me wrong out there. With the. Well, <laughs> With a budget of thirty million dollars, this movie only brought in thirty-one million dollars.
1: So That's a a rare
0: stinker. That from... is a rare stinker from Tarantino. Up until this yeah. point, we haven't got to the rest of them, but I'm pretty sure the rest of them are safe in that. It's respect. Amazing, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think they actually do quite well in the box office. But um, this unfortunately didn't do so well. It only like it didn't even break even. <laughs> um, yeah, because that's not breaking even. You have to like double to kind of break even. How is Um, that going? The budget... No, is that true? How does that work? Yeah, well, they they didn't... Like, if you're just profiting box office from $1 million, like, I don't think that's profiting or breaking even. Because I think breaking even here, like, uh, for films especially, like, they need to have a substantial sum um, above the budget because there's kind of, like, overlap, I think, with uh, all these budgets.
1: That seems odd. Like, I would... Okay, don't want to get into it, I guess, but like I would assume that any overrun just goes into the budget. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> um,
0: anyway, yes. starring Kurt Russell, Zoe Bell, Z- Rosario Dawson, which I w- was surprised about because we didn't actually see her for a while. Um, but again, I didn't really know how the story was structured. So yeah, I guess were you I- waiting for her? Like, did you? Yeah, know? I was. I kinda, know, like, I knew about. she was in it, and I was like, wait, we're so far in the moon, we haven't even seen Rosario Dawson. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but then I understand there's like two different groups and blah blah blah. Um, Vanessa Ferlito, Sydney Tamia Portois, Portois, isn't it Poitiers? Portier, Poitier? like Poitier? Sydney, Sydney Poitier. Oh yeah, she plays herself in the character. No, she, she
1: plays Jungle thing? Julia, but Sydney Poitiers is her father, same name. Oh I yeah, gotcha, gotcha. The the famous actor,
0: right? The goes to show how much i know about this. <laughs> Tracy Toms, Rose McGowan and Jordan Ladd. Now there are a bunch of other characters that i didn't mention, but it's such a long cast list so i just i just sort of focused on the main one.
1: Is there really who else is there? Oh there's, there's that, that one
0: like the cast list is massive.
1: Oh like the random guys. Yeah,
0: there's a whole this... bunch of like the boyfriends didn't get included into this cast list. Oh,
1: you know the a driver in in act 2. No, that's Tracy Toms. Okay, no, you got mm. you got everyone. Yeah, I got, got like most like
0: most of them, maybe I'm yeah. missing a couple of girls from one of the groups. I think, maybe yeah, I know. uh, but yeah, this movie has a Rotten Tomato score of 67 from the critics and 71 from the audience. So, again, it's another one of those Tarantino films where we we might feel a little bit indifferent about mm. the film compared to what the ratings are and what the reviews are. So, but I also I, like, I always feel like these Rotten Tomato scores. Uh, very much indicative of just the hardcore Tarantino fan base out there. You know?
1: Like you reckon the Dick Riders?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, like, there's so many fanboys out there of Tarantino. Maybe they're all the ones that are out there on the forums on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you think this is,
1: like, deserving of, like, a 30? And... I think this is more
0: like a 40, yeah, 30%, maybe 40%. Yeah. I don't think it's I, don't know. I, I feel like 40 yeah.
1: is rare. Like, and Again, I, I've complained about Rotten Tomatoes a million times. But I feel like you know, what would, you either get like be a or an 80. What's that, sorry? What would be a 40 for you, out of curiosity? I oh, see, so like, okay, so like the, the premise is like more people than not think the movie is not good, right? So to me, I can't even think of that, like the idea that like just over half of the critics think it's not good. It has to be like some inoffensive movie that's like kind of fun. Like I can see maybe like. Uh, I don't even know. Like, I feel like maybe like, like, like the Man or something might be something that like maybe would have got a 40. No way. Is that Isn't that
0: widely accepted as like a funny movie? Okay,
1: people love it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking of like some sort it, did of- Did you say that
0: because you don't like Man? <laughs> I actually like Man.
1: I'm just trying to think of like, cause it can't be an objectively awful film. Cause they don't get like a 10, right? I can
0: think of a few that's objectively awful.
1: Yeah, exactly. But they're going to get a 10. They're not going to pass the test you've just given me of a 40. Because we're not saying that it's a four out of ten film. We're saying that forty percent of critics liked it. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, that's like a weird thing, in my opinion.
0: Hmm. Maybe I'm not really un- just sure where you're getting at with that, but um, I mean, think
1: Rotten Tomatoes is not based on a score out of hundred to say this is what the score like. It's not a sixty-seven out of hundred. Mm-hmm. It's sixty-seven percent of critics thought it was good. Yeah. That's what I think, it, that's how it works. Sure, And yeah. I find that odd.
0: Well, it's an aggregate, like, based upon the amount of, like, peop- ratings that people give it out of it, five, I think. Is, it's is out it of five. Is yeah. an
1: aggregate of binaries? I thought it was just fresh and rotten. Like, it's just a, a binary choice. Oh,
0: I'm assuming it's, like, it's an aggregate from the amount of, like, stars that, that a film gets. Okay, well, in that case, that's mm. better
1: because, than I be, thought.
0: Because the tomato meter is based on five stars.
1: Oh, okay. Well, then... Yeah.
0: I'm willing to let that go then. Cool. That's yeah. good. Cause if it's not an aggregate of that, then why would they even have a five star system?
1: <laughs> yeah. no, that's true. I thought it was like literally fresh or rotten. Like it was, nah, it was a binary nah, choice nah. in which case I'm like, How I mean, it's, like, it's
0: not, it's like? not stars. It's like, it's like out of five is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. pretty cool. So anything considered, I think it's like three and a half mm. out of five is a fresh tomato. Yeah. And anything below that is a rotten tomato. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can think of tons that are, have that rotten.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not that... I was just thinking, like, I find rotten, like, just goes straight to the floor. But no, if it's out of five, that actually makes my whole thing moot. Like, my, my entire argument is based on the idea that it's a binary choice.
0: Yeah, a binary system where it's like, yes or no kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like
1: mm-hmm. 40% of people said yep. yes. And I'm like, okay, well, that's hard. Yeah, but if I'm... it's like literally three out of five, then I can think of a few. It's
0: so definitely not like a push-pull question, because that would be completely egregious to the films itself. <laughs> yeah yeah because that'll be a terrible way of like um tallying a score for a film for sure um cool. but yeah um this movie let's get into some first impressions what did you, you think should, you should go first because <laughs> i think you're gonna be more negative than me i want to let people come up from okay from your thoughts okay first impressions um you know, the time that I was messaging you saying that this movie really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it was about 30 minutes into it. Did I it, message it did, it did, it did. you like
1: a couple of like days ago where I said, this is a hard watch?
0: Yep. And I think you, you might have just watched like part one or two because you said you watched it in four sittings, didn't you say?
1: So... Yeah, it took me four days. Four days. Um. Yeah, man, this is a hard movie to watch, is what I said to you. It, it is, man. It is, I, I'm with
0: you. Yeah, I struggled. 30 minutes in, I really struggled. I was like, no way. This is this is not good. I feel like I'm getting dragged here. But um, but then it kind of got a little bit better. Like, after we got rid of the first group of girls and yeah. we got into the second group of girls, for some reason, I think it just got a little bit more easier to watch. And I think it's oh. because I understood the format maybe a bit better. Um. And I tried to search with a magnifying glass, where is the story going? Yeah. And I didn't realize until we got to the second group of girls, I was like, I don't think there's a story so, so much as it's just like a guy that's psycho wanting to kill
1: girls. Well, <laughs> apparently it's based a little bit on the movie Psycho. Oh. Like a little bit. <laughs> really? Like, and, and and just to be clear, I haven't actually seen Psycho. But,
0: so I can't. I've seen I'm Psycho, on... but I saw it a long time ago.
1: Yeah, so apparently, like, yeah, it's just, like, sort of, it's a, it's a slasher movie that uses cars instead of knives. Okay.
0: And, um, yeah. I, I, th- I think the thing that I struggled with the most was just not, you know, we're, we're so used to, like, understanding that there's some kind of reason behind a protagonist, uh, sorry, an antagonist, um, yeah. some kind of purpose-driven um, point as to why this person is killing people, but it didn't really pick up on any of that type of stuff. So, so when I'm looking yeah. for the classic things in a film, you're easily disappointed. And then that's kind of the bait that I fell into, or the trap that I fell into. Yeah. So I found it really hard to kind of get my head wrapped around this. And I was like, I was constantly checking my phone, looking at Instagram. I was like, I'm bored. Oh, <laughs> <Are> you? <laughs> yeah,
1: man. Like I actually had to watch and force myself not to, because I wanted to check my phone. Yeah. And like a part I did. of me actually I did. wanted I'm weak. To check the plot. <laughs> Sorry Oh. that.
0: I didn't do it,
1: but I wanted to, badly.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I did. I was weak, and I was just scrolling through Instagram while I was watching this. Hey, you're not uh, qualified to review this film. What are you talking about? This is true, right? No, I watched watched it. it. I paid attention, but (laughs) forgive me if I I might have, like, skipped on a few things because I was just looking at Instagram memes. But, um, yeah, it it was a hard watch in the beginning, but it kind of got a little bit more interesting. Maybe I, I started to just lure into this world of what grindhouse movies are like and and just accept the what it is and i think if you can accept the what it is you can somewhat enjoy it but it's definitely not like a deep layered complex film that makes you yep. enjoy the story and it makes you enjoy the characters um you know there, there was one scene that i did one piece of dialogue that i did like because majority of the dialogue maybe like 90 percent of the dialogue i hated just didn't really oh, care for yeah. it <laughs> it was so hard oh, to yeah. listen to but one thing that i appreciated was uh when Zoe, you know she's a real stuntman, right? Yes. In real life, she's the stuntman for most of Tarantino's films.
1: She did stunts for um, Kill Bill, and which makes me Kill feel Bill, bad. We yeah. complain I at really least complained, thinking that man the stunts are not very good. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of assumed that he just let Uma do everything. Yeah. And hearing yeah. that he didn't makes me go crap. Okay, yeah, but anyway, sorry. Zoe.
0: Um, but I appreciated the scene where, where the the chick says, "Oh, so where in Australia are you from?" or something like that. Actually, oh yeah. Like, what did you say, mate? <laughs> and then the other character jumps in and says, um, something along the lines of, like, you just completely offended her. You know, you don't ever call a Kiwi an you know, I was like, that's so good.
1: And you're like, that's real, right?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a playful nature between us and you guys. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, other than that, it was just a pretty boring flat film. It was really hard to enjoy, but I kind of like the, the last 20 minutes or so, you know, where they get the car and, they ride around the car and then she's on top of the bonnet and we get into that and little fight sequence. at the end. Set piece, yeah. yeah. And the action set piece. That's kind of cool. And that's all I take away from that. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah.
1: Um, Over to you. Okay. So I'll share thoughts. So like, I'm not going to go too much into the, um, what I learned afterwards. I might try and like sort of pepper that throughout the recap, but like, yeah, I'm kind of with you. It was a hard movie to watch. And if I'm judging this based on like my enjoyment of it, it is low right, like, the, the the dialogue is meandering, it just, just is slow, and they're talking about things that are inconsequential, and normally I'm okay with that, right, we've talked about this a lot in Tarantino movies in the past, but um, it's just like, yeah, like, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, this time it really doesn't, and then that first half, the entire thing is pretty awful right? Like, you, there's, there's so many things that don't matter. Like, uh, you've got Jungle Julia waiting for this director to come see her, and she's just getting slowly disappointed by him. And it doesn't lead to anything, really. Like, there's just nothing there. And you, like, y- But I kind of realized... Actually, I am going to go a little bit in, into the, the stuff that I learnt afterwards. Like, it's a movie that's just showing you the victims of a slasher film like you're just getting an insight into these victims before they get just ripped apart and i find that kind of refreshing in a way once i saw it happen um okay i thought kurt russell did a really good job um like he's got this like sort of charm um kind of an old guy uh and then he's got that, like, sort of sinister thing that sort of pops through when he starts talking to, like, the three main girls that he's trying to murder.
0: I like to say that he's got the Ted Bundy complex.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, he comes across as, like, a believable serial killer who's actually also believably charming to certain people. Um, And he plays that really well. And I think, like, his character was a difficult one to play because if you get to the second half of the film... He just doesn't handle pain well at all, right? Like he just becomes like a. wimp. Yeah, he's a wimp. bit of
0: a wimp. <laughs> and it, the
1: it's believable. Like I feel like like his character is actually somewhat nuanced, and I, I quite like that. Um, I really enjoyed the tonal shift between the first movie and the second movie. I thought that was um, really cool, and actually, like the second movie, um, sort of by itself, I really quite liked. I would say it's like arguably a good film.
0: Are you talking about Jackie Brown? Wait.
1: No, 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 I'm talking about uh, the just the second half of this film. I consider oh, them two separate movies. I,
0: I was so confused. I was like, what do you mean two movies? <laughs> the daytime scene, to me, is yeah, so okay.
1: different tonally. It's so different um, in just so many ways that I enjoyed that film a lot more. Like, the the dialogue makes – it's more pointed – Uh, you're learning a lot about the characters and it's like a little bit meandering, but it's not quite like the first half, right? The first half, they just talk about nothing for ages and it makes you want them to die. Like it made me want them to die. Second movie, a second half. Sorry. I like them more. Last thing I'm going to lead this on is I actually realized I was watching this movie that, um, Quentin seems to have done a lot for like female protagonists. I didn't realize that till now. Like this movie, Kill Bill, Jackie Brown, like, I gotta give him respect for that. Like he has believable female um, protagonists who do cool things. So yeah, shout I mean, out I, to Quentin. I,
0: I think uh, like Tarantino. I hate to use this word, but like he Tarantino is pretty diverse and yeah. in all his films. Like um, I don't think he has any films that are like any particular race or any it's not just
1: white dudes all the time Mm. i
0: i do appreciate that by the way for the record for the record i have no issues with if you want to just like roll with like look
1: no i hate white dudes (laughs) (laughs)
0: directors (laughs) that is so racist can you imagine if you said i hate black dudes that would go down bad
1: (laughs) i know but i didn't so it's fine but
0: why is it okay to say i hate white dudes
1: Cause they're in the position of power. So as an underdog lover, not which true. you should be, that is not no, true. You, that's the thing. You're the Barcelona lover. You don't. You're an underdog guy. Barcelona.
0: <laughs> they're an underdog at the moment, for sure. What do you mean? You got a great team on FIFA. FIFA. It's not FIFA anymore. Yeah, yeah. What EA, is it EA, EA
1: FC Twenty Four. <laughs> yeah. It's a great squad, though. It's a great squad. Have you played it? Nah, I'm trying not to. Uh, it ruined my life last year. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah don't do that then um anyway sorry yeah oh, yeah so sure. what i was saying um i forgot what oh I was
1: you saying. did you want to go on that tangent about like diversity and and race oh and yeah yeah. I, like,
0: yeah I wanted to say just to be clear like i think writers and directors and producers should always choose the right people that are right for the job right yeah like it should be based on merit skill and um talent and film shouldn't really be, what you're saying. Yeah, films films should never really be be used as a tool to just like try and diversify the screen just because you're but, doing for the sake of it.
1: With the amount of Nepo babies out there, wouldn't you help diversity by throwing a rando a bone? Like think about Little Denzel, right? <laughs> Nepo baby or a
0: chance, is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> I'm saying like like you are actually helping the diversity of future Hollywood by taking a hit and, and, and pushing for that diversity now.
0: It depends because, on it, d- it depends on what kind of like um, risk you're wanting to take. If you're making if you have ten films, and you and you want to use all ten films to to like push diversity, then I don't think that's a good odd. <laughs> um, a good
1: odd, sorry, what, yeah. I don't think those odds think? are good.
0: Like like I, I don't think you're gonna get like just for the sake of doing something for the name of like diversity and not really looking at the, the skill or the talent of the people involved. Then I think your chances of having successful 10 films are relatively low.
1: See, I, I kind of disagree. So, my view in, in think, something like acting, I guess, is I, I don't know how much time we want to spend on this, but like, there's probably a lot of people who can do the job, It's kind of my thought. Like, I don't think there's going to be a massive decrease don't think in that quality. just
0: undermines the, just the career of actors. A little. Like, no, no I think, like, you know, once you get
1: to a certain level, I think they're all kind of like good enough. You know what I
0: mean? Uh, uh, I like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I don't think... Like, 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 if if you're saying... If you're using the same... If you're saying that in the same way that you would, like, qualify, like, a builder, let's like, say. Like, you know, when, when, when builders get to a certain level, then more builders are the same. Is that what you're kind of saying?
1: Not the kind of the same, but I feel like the difference is not going to drastically change the output. Like, you get, like, a, a Henry Golding or something, and you put him in a role where, like, I don't know, Ryan Gosling's in. I feel like it's probably going to be a similarish outcome. You put Henry Golding in La La Land; it's probably going to turn out all right. Is kind of my thought. Now, I've never seen Henry Golding in La La Land. I don't know how much he dances, <laughs> but like that's just kind of my stance.
0: If you're saying like I, you can you can see certain people in the same role. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but but like the same same thing goes with. I could get like atomic builders to build my house the same way that I could get, like, boroughs builders. I just looked at two birds next to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm like, surprised you know two building companies. No, 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 <laughs> I just looked at two words there. See, I'm really good at this, you know, improvising. No, yeah. but, um, like, I'm, I'm sure I'll be able to get a relatively similar outcome, if that's what you're saying. Sure, I agree with that. <laughs> but then I, I also think that what you're saying seems a little bit like a Faustian bargain. It's like, oh, so maybe you could select – a hundred people that are all of diverse cards and they could all do the job relatively the same. If Mm. it was like Joker's Heath Ledger or something, or if it was like uh, Daniel Day Lewis's character from Last of the Mohicans, I can't remember his name, but. Yeah, is, it, is that kind of what you're
1: saying? I, yeah, like like you're talking about like like really iconic performances, right? So it sounds like kind of mm. dicky to be like, yeah, anyone yeah. could do that. I'm not sure it's not anyone that could. Like you're still going through the audition process. Yeah, but you're saying but like I'm
0: sure like, there's some Asian out of, there. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Probably. And like all I'm saying is because of all the Nepos, you would be doing di- Hollywood diversity a favor if you – Cho- went out of your way to choose the other race yep. so that they could have their Nepo baby. But because then, they're super but then now, it because
0: is, now it sounds like you're just talking more about intention. But like when, when you say the words, if you were to go out of your way, it's like, yeah, that's a different, I think that's a separate topic compared to like you just casting people for a film that you think well, is right for it.
1: I feel like, uh, and I can't speak to Quentin Tarantino's um, motivations here, it feels like a little bit that he's gone out of his way. To cast, like, to be diverse. Honestly, I do. Maybe, I I don't know. Because, like, it doesn't make sense that he just lucked into extremely diverse films and everyone else just didn't. And he just happened to choose the best actors on the day, and they all did too, and all of their movies are white and his ones aren't. Like, that just doesn't compute, right? I don't know. He had to go out of his way. Because what auditions are he hosting where all the diverse people are winning and all the other auditions are not like that?
0: There's nothing that really like that really indicates this idea that he's going out of his way to look for diverse well,
1: casters. He, either he's shit at picking great actors because he's not getting the same results that everyone else is getting, or he's brilliant at it and everyone else sucks. Like they're the only like for the disparity to be that large, something has to be different in their there's, respective. But there's processes. a lot
0: of directors and writers that are just shit at casting actors, even if they're white.
1: Exactly, though, but, like, why are his movies in particular so diverse and everyone else's not? You know what I mean? Like, there has to be a difference. Either he... You know, that's kind of the point I'm trying to make.
0: Yeah. I just don't see... I just don't see, like, how that could lead to, like, his decision-making or being intentional about getting diverse characters or actors.
1: I mean, that's the assumption that I'm I'm, I'm making purely because he ends up with diverse films. Like, Hmm. either his casting agent goes out of the way to do it, or they somehow get really diverse casts Maybe. doing yeah. the same exact process like, as everyone else.
0: My takeaway from all of Tarantino's films with all the cast members is that he just, he just found like, the right people that he wanted to be a part of his films. When you listen to his, um, to his interviews, like he talks about certain actors not getting the job because he preferred that actor getting it because that yeah, actor was I, just a better, better suited for that character.
1: But if you look at like his first film, it's just all white dudes. And then he just he gravitates away from that pretty quickly
0: yeah with like the, the next film some different films. <laughs> yeah but like it's like straight again, away like, though but like, a, like i I'm, I'm i'm not seeing like um any reason for him to be intentional about it like i just go by the interviews that he's that um that yeah. is out there on the internet i go by um this idea which seems a little bit it makes a bit more sense to me that he's just looking for the right people for the right role um there's like to be honest there's like, quite a few like white actors that he just didn't Want to cast in that position because he preferred somebody else who was like black or something. But even even
1: writing like a female lead is like an overt act, right?
0: Sure. Like that it, but kind it, of. I don't think it's out of the ordinary. Different. But like, especially for for, I don't think anything I'd think was it's like... somewhat
1: yeah. rare. Like, what well, if you think about like female, like sort of um, protagonist stars? Like, you're gonna go to Ripley. You're gonna go to Sarah Connor. Like. It, the well runs dry pretty fast.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he's gone out of his way to do like three movies in a row with like female protagonists. I don't know. It just seems like one it's was a, a book. A
0: <laughs> one was a Jackie book. Brown? Yeah, Jackie Brown's a book. That's true. Um, and the other one is Death Proof.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, whether or not it's good, the attempt was made. <laughs> look.
0: Look. I can understand your point. I just don't I'm like. Like, I'm not sure if I'm on board with these are Tarantino's intentions. So therefore, the he must be I'm
1: making. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, no, like, he's an ally now. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's a nice it's a nice like fantasy world you're probably like making up there. But like, <laughs> I just didn't make it up as we were talking. It's just um, I think Tarantino just likes to write the, find the right people for his films. Um, and Glorious Bastards. That's a movie that came out in 2009. That's all white people
1: (laughs) yeah but it's a it's a world war movie you know you you have to. yeah but
0: aren't you saying that you could just cast anybody like in in those kind of roles like i think period sorry tarantino like he likes to change the stories in any of these period (gasps) films I can if see he why he didn't, to.
1: because it's a World War movie. But, like, you could do, like, a Bridgerton with, like... And you know what's actually really sad? Like, how many people got mad? Like, oh, Bridgerton, black people weren't rich in those times. But it's, like... It's kind of true. Yeah, it's a made-up story. Only, the it's only black people story. that were rich in that
0: time were slave owners. Black people that were slave owners. Yeah, but it's,
1: it's a made-up story. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you could totally put black people in uh, *Inglorious Bastards, and I'm sure it would have been great. mm but anyway,
0: that's actually going to be after this as well, which is going to be so exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah. I might not do research on that one because you have probably just got a lot to go off on that. But no, nah, you know, what? I, I don't I know. I cool. don't
0: know. I don't have a lot to go off. I, I, I just have. You love it, right? It's yeah. your Favorite movie. Well, yeah, well, I, I mean, like, I, when you say I don't like, I might have a lot to go off. I'm assuming you mean like research. It's like, no, nah, I just there's so much that I like about. You just the like it, and I was always going to reserve whether. Inglorious Passes was still going to remain as number 1. I think it's Ooh. going to be number 1 for sure. After seeing all these movies up until now, it's like ugh. oh yeah, I mean like these
1: ones weren't really in the running. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, even the previous ones, I mean, I love yeah, the other ones like Inglorious pa- oh, sorry, uh Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, I think they're good. Yeah. Just not quite um Inglorious Cool. Anyway, um we're done with our first impressions. We we are <laughs> And we we sort of dive in a little bit, and now we're back um, to this, Wait, and we're going to run through the story here. Do we want to
1: do this? Not quite so, because I'm looking at what you've got here. I don't want to read this. Yeah, this thing. That's quite. I would wrong. love to do this in, in in like sort of talking. We points. can
0: do this in segments, absolutely. Let me start yeah. off with the first paragraph here.
1: Wait, are you going to play the whoosh?
0: The whoosh. I can. Yes. Transitioning straight into the story and the recap. Three friends, Arlene, Shana, and radio DJ Jungle Julia Lukai, drive down Congress Avenue in Austin, Texas, on their way to celebrate Julia's birthday. In a bar, Julia reveals that she made a radio announcement offering a free lap dance from Arlene in return for addressing her as Butterfly, buying her a drink and reciting a segment of the poem quote, stopping by woods on a snowy evening, unquote. Aging Hollywood stunt double, stuntsman Mike trails the woman to a bar and claims the lap dance. Arlene is suspicious, having seen Mike's car earlier that day, but he convinces her to give him a lap dance.
1: (laughs) This is incredible. So that paragraph you just read is like 35 minutes. (laughs) Great. (laughs) (laughs) Um... What do you want to say about this? Because I've got some stuff. Well,
0: that's a good question. What do I want to say about this? Not much. Um, I was incredibly bored by it. all the yeah. dialogue in the car. I lost interest of what they were talking about. Maybe the only thing that I remember them talking about in the car was, were they talking about the boyfriends or was that the second group? No, they wanted was... to get weed. Oh, they, they wanted to get to weed. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, it, this is like a, in my opinion, like a terrible part of the film. And it's like, it, it's kind of an interesting point, Like right? The, the, the conversation just meanders. Like there's nothing. It just like goes around in circles of nothing. like, it's just girls talking about boys dancing, wanting to get weed. Like she has this thing, uh, jungle Julia, where she says, maybe you see her. Like, what is it? Like a, a hot, not too old funny, but not funny looking guy you'd like to fuck or whatever. And like, it's like, it's this long quote. She says it like four times in its entirety. Like, and the funny thing is, so I did some reading into this. Apparently these Grindhouse films were super dialogue heavy because it was it was cheap. And so you start to think to yourself, like, am I supposed to respect this film for doing an homage so well of a terrible movie practice? <laughs> Or do I hate it because it's hard to watch? I think I'm leaning towards disliking it, right? Right. But actually one thing I did want to point out here was I did love the fact that like you got this in your little notes on the right hand side. Um apparently this is in, in, in Planet Terror as well, but in this film they they scratched the, the film to give it that like really That's 70s right. like ripped up vibe. That's right. And then they've got like scenes that just like cut weirdly.
0: Yeah, it looks like a mistake or something in the editing.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, again, it's, kind of, it, like, it's an homage to those 1970s films, those grindhouse films, because apparently those um, tapes had to be swapped out manually by people. Oh, okay. And so mistakes would happen all the time. Right. And things would get scratched up as, as um, the movies would, would be handled by humans. But I like that design. I felt like this was ridiculously boring. You get like a sense of stuntman Mike being like a nice, charming guy who's a bit of a weirdo. Oh, when you get introduced to stuntman Mike, he's eating these sloppy ass ta- like nachos. nachos. Yeah, I got into them. I got into that.
0: I was like, oh, they look like good nachos. <laughs> that, that type of uh, camera work, that type of direction, is very, very good directing. By the way, and it might not seem much to, to a lot of people because they they might just think, oh, okay, it's just a it's just a shot of um, nachos but let me let me ask you this did you feel like eating nachos after seeing that yeah I, yeah I totally want like it was sloppy as hell i wanted them exactly that's good directing that's Is good, that good directing sure. or that's good nachos both maybe <laughs> but um just just imagine this just imagine if um the camera uh the camera shot was a little bit more wide and we just saw a wide yeah. shot of him eating nachos we would never that's get true. the same effect it would have
1: been bit depressing right like yeah. getting that like, close up of him like, yeah
0: getting all the sounds getting all the like licking of the fingers and stuff like that that's important to uh for any director to have that kind of description um, yeah on how much the nachos are tasty whether or not this is supposed to be um an insight to the character perhaps it is maybe i don't know like maybe i don't it's... think so I don't know, like like sloppy I like... eating and stuff like that. Maybe, maybe gives you this idea that he's probably um, he doesn't care. Like, you know, he he doesn't care yeah. about the people around him. Doesn't care about the surroundings. And so, um,
1: funny little aside. So, apparently, someone has made the connection. So, you you sort of made a point that like you didn't understand the um, the rationale for stuntman Mike being the way that he is. Mm. And in the film, it's not super clear. But then, like, there's this idea. That Stuntman Mike is this guy who was like employed in a previous era. He did these car shows and
0: he... car shows that nobody had heard of.
1: <laughs> That's the point. These are car shows that like were so far in the past that no one's ever heard of them. Like, there's no need for a guy like that anymore mm-hmm. because they like CGI. Car chases. They don't need stunt people. They don't need to pay them. They don't need to like have death proof cars. And so he's this guy who's like bitter at the world. And so he chooses like young, attractive people to kill because like they've got their future ahead of them. Where Pretty he's much, like yeah. kind of wasted his life.
0: They're kind of the people that are perhaps going to take over his career and all that.
1: Yeah, like in the new world of like. And you know actually, funnily enough, you've just raised a really good point. Jungle Julia is in like the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and so are the second group of girls. They're all in movies. So maybe he's actually angry at the industry as yeah.
0: well. Casting all the young people that are taking over the career of himself and other people yeah. like as well. And, and no one hmm. even cares
1: about the, the work he's done that he's so yeah. proud of.
0: Now, the and reason actually, why sorry, Sorry, oh, yeah, like No, you go, you go. <laughs> sorry for interrupting, but it, it just came to mind. Maybe this is the message behind the film is that... Um, certain people are taking away the roles of stuntmen or stunt people. Um, maybe that's what Tarantino is trying to say. Because you know how well, there's, there's a little yeah. bit of a protest? Um, not a little bit of a protest, but there's always murmurs, like pr- protesting murmurs about certain filmmakers that would vouch for, let's say, visual effects artists, um, mm. stunt doubles, um, or stunt people in general, like trying to get them the accolade and the recognition that, that they deserve. You know, they're trying mm. to fight for awards for them, for example. You know, stunt people should be getting awards. This is something that a lot of filmmakers have been, um, been hammering away at the industry for a long time. But there, there isn't a category for great stunt, great stunt person. Um, and, yeah, greatest stunt. Yeah, greatest stunt ever. Like, I think there should be a recognized category, absolutely. That's, they're doing good work. They're doing hard work. Yeah. And they make the movie great. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe that's what Tarantino is trying to do with Death Roof as well. So, there
1: is a rumor, not a rumor, sorry, like a, I think a
0: theory that's similar to
1: that, but not quite the same. So, um, and that's actually a really good thing too, because like I think there's this, um, idea that Tarantino, like he's pretty on the record saying that he hates like new filmmaking. He doesn't like digital, he loves film. He thinks that like people moving onto digital, are, like say taking the easy way out and they're not going to be making real films anymore, not like he does. And so it's a similar kind of viewpoint of like this guy who really values the old things and the world is kind of moving on without him and he's quite bitter about it.
0: Hmm. Another layer to the message. Yeah. Like so it, like, like Man
1: Mike, I think like it's not explained in the film, but it's a plausible reasoning and like there's enough in there to make me think that was intended.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah it's a good kind of like metaphor for Tarantino himself or, the small group of filmmakers that are still doing this old school. I hate, I hate using the word old school because it's old school, Sally. So talking know. old school <laughs> just implies that it's stuck in the past, right? Which I don't. Know, I, I yeah, but I did not think I don't think anything like filming on film, like Sally Lloyd, is old school. I mean, it's an old school technique, but I mean, look at the movies that these guys are making. Look at the movies that yeah, Scorsese but- makes. Like these does, are, old, does he
1: do film? Yeah, he only does like, film, yeah. Today? Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. I feel like old school doesn't have to be derogatory, right? Like,
0: No, it doesn't have to be. But like, sometimes the implication is like, oh, when you say someone's old school, it's like they are only doing things of the, of the past, which is not true at all because a lot of these, these filmmakers are some of the best filmmakers today. And i got to go down to be some of the greatest filmmakers of all time. And they're using techniques that were – pioneered in the past but they're yeah. getting mastered in the present right and they're just learning to tell like better stories through a medium that they believe to be the best suited medium um for the kind of story they're telling
1: see i would love it if scorsese did digital one day and just like said yeah
0: yeah it's, it's, it's way worse I think. <laughs> yeah, he never even tried or, he or he's that. just like oh my god digital is like way easier i have to do a film yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, did you know that editing can be done in a week?
0: You know what I mean? Pretty like, much, yeah. I mean, like, reeling all those all those films, like, the, fil- the film print itself, it's, like, one of the most annoying things for any filmmaker to deal with. But mm. it seems like, it, like a very minor side issue compared to the result that they get, right? Because obviously they wouldn't be doing it anymore.
1: <laughs> Unless
0: he's just, like, a stubborn old man, you know what I mean? Like. I mean, Christopher Nolan doesn't seem very stubborn to me. (laughs) Oh, he does film only as well. He only does film. He's actually like probably the most outspoken filmmaker that hates digital and only does film.
1: Okay. In hindsight, all the great ones seem to love film.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I'm pretty sure Spielberg still does film. I could be wrong. Yeah, well. Okay. Oh, you're muted. Oops, sorry, I pressed enter. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I was saying that maybe Spielberg still does film, but I could be wrong on that. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, you know, there's a lot of filmmakers that are still do, just doing film just because they think it's like the best thing for the story that they're telling. Like, I, I'm not a like film or a digital type guy. I'm, I'm not like I'm, I'm not like in one of these camps, you know. I just like yeah. to enjoy film for what it is. And I think people make great films with digital and people make great films with film. Right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one.
1: Like, yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, no, no, I, I've never, I can't even tell, to be honest.
0: And yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you know, like, funny you say that you can't tell. It's like, I can't tell half the time. Like, I'm not yeah. tech savvy enough to go, oh, this was done on film. Like, nine times, to- maybe nine times out of 10, I can tell it's on film because of the grain. But yeah. like, if somebody like gave me a purely clarified film, like 70 mil film, and put it side by side to digital. I probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. with, like if you remove the film grain, but it's almost like next to impossible to remove film grain.
1: Ah, uh, okay. But then even then, like film grain is just a identifying feature. It's not like good.
0: It's not know, a good thing. Bit. I mean, like yeah. th- this is the weird thing: is that all these filmmakers talk about film grain and it's like authentic. I'm like, why is it authentic when it has film grade? Like, why yeah. can- why can't it be authentic without film grain? <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, it makes your yeah. image quality look terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I play a video game and film grain is an option, I turn it off. Oh, exactly. Like, who who sort of wakes who goes onto Instagram and then chooses the film grain filter? Like, no one. No, no one. No one. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. Okay. Um, let's move on to the next part.
1: Wait, we can – you want to just – you want me to speed through this paragraph? I can do it well. All right, you do it. Go okay. Through. The girls leave. Um, <laughs> Mike. No, it. the girls get in a car and they leave. Mike puts Pam into his car and then he kills her well, if by driving really fast. Right, I mean, I could have done
0: that
1: as well. <laughs> slams her head against the thing. Then he chases down the girls, kills them too. Car crash. Yep. Boom. What are your thoughts? The car
0: crash is kind of cool. <sighs> I couldn't watch it. I know you exciting. couldn't watch it like, when i watched like, oh, it this. There's a lot like of a blood, a blood in this. I don't think Toby's going to watch it. off, like in some heads and shit. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I actually did like? I liked his, this is actually kind of interesting. I liked his MO of he doesn't drink. So then when he crashes, um, the girls get in trouble. Like he makes sure to target people who are like drunk at the time. So he gets away with it. Mm. I was a little bit annoyed that that never showed up again.
0: Right. So that's a cool MO. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But that's really all I have to say about that, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's like a, it's a slasher movie with cars. I thought that was kinda of cool, but That's it. No, yeah. I don't think it's that cool.
0: No, it's not even that cool. I mean, I could probably think of a million of more ways to make a really fun slasher type film with cars, and I just don't feel like they push the boundaries of creativity. But maybe they're limited because of the genre of Groundhouse. I don't know. Because they want to pay homage I don't want to, to watch and,
1: yeah, I wanna watch a grindhouse film. Like, is there really slasher films that take this long for slashing to occur? Maybe.
0: Like maybe you're we with should them watch for
1: a long time. No, no I can't. <laughs> like you should. You should. You <laughs> <But> like I'm doing up for bed. Like Like you're with these women for I think an hour oh, before they die.
0: You're with them for a long time. Are you talking about the second group of women?
1: The first, the first group.
0: I thought the first group was a little bit shorter. I thought the first group was like 40 minutes is it though like the second group i don't know man like the first group actually you're getting... no you're right i think the second group you're in you're with them a little bit less
1: yeah i feel like you're overall with them like, like the 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 lap dance is long and i don't know about the lap dance like what's what, what is that like what's the point of that hmm. is it just like sexy stuff on screen it's probably just the homage to grindhouse because there's a lot of sex in violence sure. so maybe those like sex But and you know um, you
0: know what the thing is man is like like there's probably not a lot like a lot to talk about in the film anymore like it's to recap because that's the rest of the film is just the same thing except it's more conversations about the girls just talking about guys again and (laughs) um so it's a little bit
1: more interesting okay one thing that i thought was kind of cool um in the second scene all of the 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 film grain stuff goes away like the color becomes a lot more vibrant maybe because it's daytime, but like you get rid of all the scratching, like the scratching is not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And the random cuts seem to more or less go away.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. I, and I don't know I
1: what he meant by that. by that. Like, I don't understand if that had a purpose or not. Cause like the second film plays a lot more like a modern film. Maybe. Whereas the first one seems like maybe he got to a
0: purpose. certain point. And he was like, oh, I'm sick of doing this, like rough cut stuff. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like it feels like really the first movie is like the homage to Grindhouse and the second half is like, now let's try and get the same story and make it a little bit more modern because it it feels more modern, just the way it's shot, the way that the dialogue is, the way the action is, all that kind of stuff. I don't know.
0: I actually just forgot that that was happening too. You just reminded me that there was less of that in the last part of the film (laughs) or the second film, like how you refer to it
1: oh the scratchings and all that
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm.
1: it just kind of goes away like 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 that yeah so the thing that's kind of interesting is i think the dialogue's like a little bit better probably not a heap better and like really. is that because like we're just not the target audience i'd love for someone to be like yeah you know what i love that girl talk stuff
0: uh, perhaps but i just feel like like we've got to this point in the film where we've accepted what we're what we're going to see next. And sure enough, we, we dive into that same thing. It's just a different group of girls, but these girls are much more like butch. You know, they're a bit more physical. Um, they're less scared compared to the other girls, you know, that's
1: only at the end, right? Like, what about the start where you're having these like long conversations about nothing?
0: Yeah. It's boring. (laughs) I don't
1: understand like the same guy who's talking about like Madonna being a metaphor or like tipping being like something I don't uh, believe in. Hmm can also write this dialogue. Like, I don't understand that.
0: Yeah. I don't understand it Because, like, th-
1: these aren't, like, just girly girls either. They're, like, worldly. They travel. They've got careers. Mm-hmm. And, like, the idea that they're just sitting around talking about guys they want to bang no. it just seems uh, reductionist or something. I, I, just, like... I
0: just see these these sequences, like... I almost see this movie in two parts, right? Yeah. One part is there's a psycho. Second part, sure. it's just... Girls talking, <laughs> yeah. Like there's no story, you know. There's no story whatsoever. It's just about a guy who's on a rampage to kill these girls because he's perhaps jealous, perhaps he's like losing his career, or whatever. We don't really know. We just kind of elicit these ideas. Um, and then the second part is just like a, it's almost like a documentary, you know, like just watching girls go on the road. And that's yeah, right. it's yeah, it is frustrating to watch. And like one thing that's kind of
1: interesting is like you've got like Zoe and and. Kim, I believe. Kim, like yeah. they have this um uh, I guess like difficult conversation about like ship's mast, like I wanted the ship's mast, no, you said you'd never do it. And it's like a long conversation where ship's mast is like considered um very dangerous. They said they'll never do it again, blah 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 blah. blah. And I believe like Maybe Quinton was going for, like, oh, the mystique. What is ship's mast? That's going to make my audience really interested. <laughs> and I did not feel that. Like, no I was way. just annoyed yeah. by how much time they were talking about ship's mast mm-hmm. and not showing me ship's mast. Yep. Like, yep. I don't know if you thought that as well. Yeah,
0: just like bait and switch dialogue. And I just was, just didn't care about it. And then yeah. the moment that we get to, um, Kurt Russell, uh, you know, coming back and doing his thing as being like the psycho that runs them off the road mm-hmm. or just chases after them—it gets a little bit more interesting. I lo- i do like that uh, we got to see that character again that was in Kill Bill in the first. Oh, movie. the cop, not the cop—the cop? The guy at the end, the one that sells the car to the girls. Who is he? Um, forgot his name. <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, then the character or the actor? The actor. He's oh. uh, Jasper, who plays Jasper. He's the one that sells the car. And what is he in Kill Bill? He's the one that rapes um, uh, Uma Thurman. Oh, wow. I thought, okay, yeah, that's interesting. Like,
1: the cops are definitely in the same universe because it's got the same name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't recognize Jasper. I actually didn't and... pick up on that, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I it's saw him in the starting credits. Ah, okay. Yeah. But, okay, so interesting thing is, like, yeah, the conversation is, like, not great. I think the second group's conversation is much more entertaining. Mm-hmm. I think they go out of their way, and it's a little bit, you know, on the nose, I think, to talk about, like, the physical prowess of Zoe Bell. Right. Which plays a part later on. I, w- I actually thought that conversation was a little bit, like, um, I don't know what the term is. Like, it was just over the top. It's like, well, wow, she's so physical, she's so great, she's so strong and agile, and everyone's like,
0: yeah, great job, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> I and think you, it was she, like really just another piece of marketing for her and her career.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, I guess so. Like it, was just, it was over the top with how much they were talking about um, like how great she is. Yeah. And so the action sequence, uh, what do you think? I'm actually not a big fan of car chase sequences in, in, in most films, like...
0: Mm. They're hard to I've... they're hard to do. I, I can't imagine car chase sequences, action sequ- set pieces with cars, chasing cars, all that type of stuff. Yeah. I can't imagine that's an easy thing to do. Like it's it's just it yeah. must be a, such a complex, um, uh yeah, it must be such a complex thing to just get off the ground. Try and film it. Like, can you imagine like the cameras that they mount onto cars, getting into things? I think
1: it's yeah. I think it's all practical effects. Like there was some behind the scenes stuff I watched, and like you know, I respect that. Yeah. I do.
0: I couldn't. Um, I couldn't really see any visual effects if there were any, which is a good yeah, thing. No, if there so. was, you know, I
1: like I watch like Italian Job. I watch Heat. I mm. watch. Uh, I like Italian Michelin Job. Ford. I think they do a
0: good job with the car chasing in that I just I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> like Like.
1: You're just a hater uh, of car chase scenes. I am. I'm, gonna, I'm saying that now. I'm, I'm a hater wait, of car chase Wait, chasing. didn't we like, both
0: like the car chase scene in Mission Impossible when we reviewed that? Or did we hate it? I can't remember.
1: I didn't hate it. Like I don't hate them. Don't get me wrong. I don't hate them. I just never find them that engaging because I know that they get away. Like They just always get away. No one yeah. ever gets caught in a car chase.
0: Mm, I don't know if that's true. I'm sure I could think of a... I mean, I guess in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> He does, <laughs> but and we, um, when the true colors revealed that he's just a bit of a weak dude, he's he's just all talk, he's all smack. I enjoyed that because he's yeah. got like
1: this sort of like charming likeness about him in the first uh, film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I keep saying that first half. Weirdly enough, like in the second one, he's like much more of a creep, right? Like he's like licking her
0: foot or something. Nah, he. It almost looks like he's about to lick her foot, but he goes in, pulls his tongue out, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, is this like another Tarantino weird footage thing? But foot he, thing, yeah. he he licks his finger, and then he puts his finger on her toes.
1: Yeah, yeah. but like, he's just more of a creep in this one. Yeah. Um, but okay, one thing I should note, this car chase scene was actually decent because of the fact that Zoe's on the hood of the car, so it added... Like the thing that I don't like about car chase scenes is that there's there's generally not very many stakes in this one. I was legitimately worried for Zoe and you know, I saw what happened to the other girls. So I actually thought Zoe was going to get like like, impaled on a pitchfork or something. Right. Like I thought something (laughs) gross was going to happen. So when she gets thrown off the hood and everyone's like really sad and then she's just like, yeah, I'm cool. That was actually a really fun moment for me of, of, of Catharsis. of like, oh yeah, this is a, this is like, it's a much more fun loving film, the second half.
0: Yeah. I, I think there's just a, there's probably a bit more layers, maybe like one layer to the story. It makes it a bit more interesting. Like I, I do like the dialogue between, um, uh, what's her name? Zoe and Kim, is it Kim? The curly hair girl yeah, yeah. KMF, like KMF. I, I do like that scene where they arrive to the destination where they buy the car they're talking yeah, about the that's car that, that's kind of fun and rosario dawson like jumps in there and they have that bickering back and forth where they're swearing at each other it's like you said yeah. you were going to blah blah blah. and i, I thought that's kind of cool like there's a, yeah, there's like, a bit of energy like behind the scene you know the
1: dialogue in the second half is much much more entertaining than the first in my yeah. opinion like like magnitude's better yeah but don't get me wrong like i still don't think it's that great <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like if you look at it as a, as a comparison, then it's amazing. As, a, as know, a comparison,
0: it's like leaps ahead of the first one.
1: <laughs> as in a vacuum, it's like a, it's good dish. Yeah. it's good.
0: Yeah. Um, I feel like
1: the second movie. The more I think about it, the second half of the film, sorry, is like the first half is a slasher movie. The second half is an action movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's probably it. an action movie with a lot of dialogue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But, like, you know, Zoe gets out, and then they're like, let's go catch that guy. And then they like, yeah, let's go catch him. And then, like, it flips where you're hoping they get away to you're hoping they catch him. <laughs> and he's, like, crying. And, like, the, the, you know how he's sitting there, and he's like, ooh, ooh, get it together, man, get it together. <laughs> and he's trying to put, like, whiskey on his arm. And he's like, ah, oh, it hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Watch the like, hand, watch the hand. The hand is broken. Something.
1: Well, no, even before that, like, while he's in oh, the car, yeah, yeah.
0: he's like, stressed
1: yeah. out. And, like, I, for some reason, really enjoyed that turn. Like, it kind of made me feel like a terrible person in hindsight, because... You
0: are a terrible person.
1: Oh, well, yes, yeah, true. But, like, thinking about this now, and maybe this is, like, kind of what Tarantino was going for, like, you're supporting the girls, because the girls are who you sort of empathize with, and, like, you don't like this guy, right? Mm-hmm. By the time they start chasing him, he is totally acting like a villain. Uh, not a villain, sorry, a victim. Like, he's crying, mm-hmm. he's pleading, he's like, oh, you know, it was an accident, I'm sorry. Mm. He's trying to get away. When he gets away, he's like, Phew. Like, he's doing pure victim mentality He's playing stuff.
0: the sympathy card.
1: Like, but he's not even, like, doing it for them. He's just legitimately like that. Yeah. But yeah. we, as the audience, are like, catch that dude and kill him. Kill him. Do you reckon he's dead? Uh, in the, the wiki, they say he's dead. Oh, do they? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. Must like be when, true. When, when uh, Rosario Dawson does an axe kick into his face, like, surely.
0: I've survived an axe kick. Like, were you no. on the ground, though? <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't even care if he does survive. <laughs> it doesn't really so, matter. But. Oh, yeah,
1: just to talk about, like I said, Zoe gets thrown off the car. She just gets up and she's fine. Super cool moment. Mm-hmm. They chase him. They crash into him. There's a long car chase scene, yep. which I didn't care for. Then they smash him, pull him out of the car, and, they just and beat do, him to death.
0: They do the bully circle, is what I call it. Oh, you call it the bully the circle? The bully circle, yeah. yeah. You have one person in the middle, and everybody's pounding on him. <laughs> yeah. That's the bully circle. I feel circle. like...
1: It's a fun, like 19. It becomes really whimsical by the time the yeah. movie ends. Like, it's like a fun, like, punch, and then he spins, and then yeah. it's a punch, and then he spins. The
0: sound effects for the punches are pretty funny as well. Like, they're yeah, they, like, so like, over the top. They're like, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, okay. But you so
1: see him just, going. like, spinning and blood coming out of his mouth and spinning, 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 and then he gets kicked out. I think, and I think then the, the girls had he... kind of
0: good technique, didn't they? Yeah, they look good. They look quite kind of okay.
1: And then like when he dies, they all jump for joy and then it like freezes in freezes, midair. It's yeah. like a freeze frame with credits. The end. It
0: reminds me of how uh, Jackie Chan old Kung Fu movies end. It's like such an abrupt ending. It's like he wins the fight and then he walks off and it's like, no, no, no,
1: no, no. then the
0: end. <laughs>
1: I think in Drunken Master
0: 2. Probably does the same as well.
1: Um, I think he literally does a freeze frame while he's cheering. <laughs> like, I,
0: I, I, I can't. I think freeze freeze, freeze frames like for endings were such a big thing for action films and and um, martial arts films. But a lot of the action films from like the seventies, like Hollywood action films, they would have like a freeze frame ending, like super corny, super cheesy.
1: I love those because, yeah. like, you know, I love the Rocky films, right? Rocky Four is a freeze frame ending. Oh,
0: is it really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think
1: they're all freeze frame endings, actually. All the Rockies. One, two, and three. Yeah, yeah. and four.
0: I wouldn't be able to tell you. I can't remember any of those. But I think. Did you watch it? I think I've only seen the first Rocky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah they're all free frames, I'm pretty sure. Mm.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that's the end of the film. Our review and feedback. What are we going to give it out of 10? Should I start with you? Uh, nah. I need to think
1: about this. Okay. It's hard to distill my thoughts down to a number. I'll I want to hear yours. There. I think it's going to be a low number. Yeah.
0: Mine is going to be 4.5 out of 10. <laughs> so it's more than Kill Bill 1 for you. What would you give Kill Bill 1? Yeah. Kill Bill 1 I gave 4 as well, I think. Yeah. I think so, it's more, slightly more than Kill Bill 1. Kill Bill 1 was pretty boring.
1: <laughs> actually, I have to say, right, if anyone's listening to this at this point, I, I, I'd be surprised because they're pretty deep in now. <laughs> oh. In your Instagram of Kill Bill Volume 2, you said, save yourself the time, only watch this one. <laughs> I, have to, I have to clarify that, that I do not endorse that statement, River.
0: Okay. Let me go in and edit the caption and say, except if you, Tony.
1: <laughs> Tony doesn't think so. Because I feel like, think about this, right? If you watch Kill Bill 2 by itself, yeah. it's just exposition i think that's great like, i think that's great i'd rather like do that pure <laughs> exposition i feel like kill bill one and two together make a good film one by itself and two by itself aren't great
0: look i'd be so down for that if you just made one film and made it about two and a half hours i think you can get it done in two and a half hours absolutely you could
1: you could you could totally get you, it done like, like this idea I,
0: of like sorry Jen, Jen, if you're listening to this review um thank you for listening and i hope you've uh subscribed (laughs) um but after this but like we are we are honest about this you know we're honest about like how we feel about these films so we're not gonna we're not not out here to kind of you know uh what do you call it butter people up butter butter up like directors or writers and we love all the work that you guys do anyway why am i going on about what what i'm trying to say is uh, um i'm not on board with this idea of you making one film and it has to be four hours with the talent and skill that this guy has, he can make a two and a half hour film of Kill Bill. Absolutely, I
1: think Kill Bill one already two and a half hours. Just it? what it, with what it's already got, <laughs> it felt like it was I'm five. Pretty really sure, but no, Kill Bill one,
0: yeah, it felt like it was five.
1: <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just feel like one and two together are a good film. Two by itself, like you are just getting exposition on things you don't care about. Yeah, and one getting zero exposition. Yep. Like,
0: yeah. Exactly. Anyway,
1: I just wanted to say that because right. I, felt, I felt misquoted.
0: <laughs> well, there's the clarification, guys. Um, um, yeah, 4.5 so out of 10 for you. What about you? 4.5. just because like,
1: you didn't enjoy it?
0: No. <laughs> and the 4.5 goes towards the ending, like the last 20 minutes.
1: <laughs> I am... Oh, it's so hard. Like, this is hard. So let, let me talk you through, I guess, like the, the conundrum I'm in. So... If I look at this as an homage to um, an era of film, a type of film, then I think, yeah, it's cool what he's done. Like, um, he's got the scratches, he's got the storyline, he's got the plot, he's taken a slasher movie and he's turned it into a um, car film and and he's, like, taking all these tropes from the 1970s. And, and so, that's like, you know, it's, it's innovative, right? But at the same time, like, I'm the kind of guy that goes to a brunch restaurant and they could get like a Parmesan crisp on top of like a caviar fucking foam. And I don't care if it tastes bad, it tastes bad. I don't like it. And so I'm kind of like in two minds of this is an actually great homage of something that I don't like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So nine out of 10. (laughs)
1: It's hard to sort of judge it, like like it's like it's like it's bad, but it's bad on purpose because it's like re- referencing his childhood, but it's not my childhood. So what do I care?
0: I don't I don't know if it's like bad on purpose. I I, I think he just tried to make something that was um, yes and homage to what grindhouse films are, but also he's trying to make grindhouse something are bad films. Yeah, are they? I don't know. I'm sure like other people disagree. People that like grindhouse films,
1: and they probably are part of that 67, percent right? Like. <laughs>
0: No, that 67% is just like hardcore Tarantino events.
1: Cause, no, there are people out there who think this is his most pure, they think, they call it his purest film. That's, it, that it,
0: is bullshit.
1: It's like chronological, it strips away it's a lot of his I don't yeah. know. I, I,
0: I do agree with that. It's it's his only chronological film at this point, not mm. until he makes some glorious bastards. That's pretty chronological. <laughs>
1: And I don't understand why chronological is a positive thing. Like, it's not a bad thing. But no, I like, think
0: they're just trying to make a point of, like, Tarantino always makes non-linear films. Um, yeah. But it's not so true. It's like the later, the latter, the latter, or just the last part of his career, they're all pretty much chronological films.
1: <laughs> Django I, I can't is remember chronological. Django, I think, no, it more or less is, I think, I'm pretty sure. I know that Glorious There's is. time skips, but it never skips backwards. Right.
0: I know Glorious is, like, 100% linear. Um Yeah what else uh once upon a time in hollywood that's pretty linear for the most yeah. part at least i'm pretty sure that actually the whole film is pretty linear um but yeah like i um, like it's just um i don't want people to get into this trap of thinking that tarantino is good because he does non-linear films like no i think a good filmmaker good filmmaker is a good filmmaker right like, but like, why why does a person need to make a, a linear
1: film in order to be a good filmmaker? Like, if if you make good it, films they are all nonlinear, it, it, like that's fine. It shouldn't fine. be
0: either raw. Like, good films yeah. should be linear and and nonlinear. Like, you can do yeah,
1: whatever. I feel like if if you're the guy who makes nonlinear films brilliantly, like I I feel like that's fine. Like that shouldn't be a point of like negativity to say mm, you can only do one type of film. It's like, okay, cool, they're right. great though. Oh,
0: you're it's thinking kind of that that's point. what maybe people imply.
1: Yeah, kind of like oh, it's linear. This is like a better, like it's like yeah, it's a more pure film. Which I don't even what 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 does pure film even mean?
0: Yeah, I, don't know. I think people are being over expressive when it comes to their um affinity for someone like Tarantino. You know, fans of yeah. Tarantino have an affinity for his filmmaking, and because he's made a lot of films that are non-linear, they're like oh yeah. The king of non-linear films, or such a pure, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. weird.
1: But I guess overall, like to distill my thoughts down, without the research, like I would give this like a like a three or a two or something because like I just did not enjoy it. It was hard to watch. I had to like pause it. I almost, I would say this. Like I'm gonna be like real for a second. I almost um, stopped the film, and then wanted to just watch a youtube review of it and then i wanted to (laughs) parrot their ideas to just get through this
0: you know what i was thinking the same
1: (laughs) that was on my mind like what if i just watch someone else's review yeah and then say what they thought and save myself that was on my mind i'm
0: so glad that we're both inauthentic about this
1: (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. i'm honest about it at least but like i nearly i was so close to doing it it was pretty hard pretty hard to watch over four days, I, I watched, like, maybe half an hour each. No, I watched half an hour like, the first half I stopped often, and then the second half I watched all in one go. Right. Because it was actually okay. So, I'm going to settle with your 4.5, because
0: Okay. Um,
1: After all that, jeez. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a lot of, like, knowledge behind it, and there's a lot of, like, um, like, when I read more about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, that makes sense, but I can't help the fact that i didn't enjoy it and i desperately wanted to turn it off all the time (laughs) in fact maybe it's the four like because i understand what he's doing but i don't like it and that should be the judgment that i'm giving right like do i like it would i watch it
0: things to to help understand and to maybe give it extra brownie points shouldn't be the reason for it um but you know
1: Um, Because, you know, it's kind of like a task failed successfully. Like, yeah, you've homaged something that I don't like and you did it well, cool, but I don't like it.
0: Yeah, now I just dislike it more.
1: (laughs) Have you heard of that? Did you watch that, like, Nathan For You episode? Do you you know Nathan For You? Nope. It's like a TV show, it's a comedy, and this guy tries to make a poo-flavoured yogurt, like frozen yogurt poo-flavoured. What? (laughs) And so he does, like, these... um, uh market research things and people try the yogurt and they're like oh that tastes like shit and he's like yeah that's correct what do you think <laughs> and like and then, like like you act like you guessed it you guessed it first go that's what great
0: is this
1: it's a funny it's a funny show you should watch it um
0: gross he got people to actually eat shit
1: well shit flavored yogurt.
0: oh I was like actual yogurt. I was thinking actual feces I was like
1: what no no no, no. it's like shit flavor <laughs> oh,
0: okay. and so
1: like people are like Like, we're going to try a new flavor. Can you tell us what you think? And they try like, oh, it's like shit. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly right. And that's (laughs) kind of the feeling I get with this film. Like, it's a very accurate representation of what it was trying to do. But it was trying to do something that I find unenjoyable. That is hilarious. And so it's a four.
0: Well, four out of ten. There we go, folks. Um, Reviewed and recapped. Deathproof. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. by tarantino um i'm glad we got through that um that brings us towards the end of this episode um thank you if you have stuck in this long i appreciate you being here um we are really excited or at least i'm really excited i can't speak for tony but we're i am really excited to review the next tarantino film which is inglorious bastards
1: <laughs> oh you love that Always. i liked it yeah, it's kind of funny. He goes on a bit of a, a late career renaissance, right? Like he gets, he does like uh, *Inglorious*, then Django, yeah. then *Hateful Eight, Hateful it, yeah, then um, *Once Upon a Time*.
0: Once upon a time in Hollywood, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Like I really like. I think I love Django more than *Inglorious Bastards*. I really like Django uh, and Django. Okay. I'll wait to hear. Um, and I'm
0: I, looking forward to what you have to say about it then.
1: Oh, I just think it's fun. So I haven't got any like real insight yet.
0: I've only seen it once, Django. I only saw it the movies, really? so I, I can't really remember.
1: <laughs> oh, so you don't even like it that
0: much? You
1: don't care for it? No,
0: that's not a true implication of whether I liked it or not. It's just... Um, yeah.
1: No, but you see terrible movies twice, though, to be honest. like I do. You saw Ant-Man 3 twice. Yeah, like, that was I... hard.
0: I don't know why I keep watching it. <laughs> Like, look, yeah, my, like my mates you... wanted to go see it, and they, they knew that, like, they wanted somebody else to go, somebody that's, like, very encyclopedia-heavy on MCU. So I understand. So I was, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go along. Did, did we do Ant-Man? We did. Together? We did, yeah. We did it with Nathan. Yeah. Nathan did it um, all the way from the UK.
1: Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did we watch together.
0: I can't remember. We watched
1: it together, talking. right? I don't even recall.
0: It, maybe like, we did. Saw, I don't
1: know. You saw that twice, you saw Black Panther actually 2 saw, twice. I, I think actually
0: saw Man 3 three times.
1: Oh yeah. See, like, dude, if you watch a movie once, it means you hate it because you've seen some bad movies twice.
0: Yeah. Well, shouldn't it be the other way around then? <laughs> I don't know if that's the logic.
1: <laughs> no, 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 if you're giving bad movies three watches. Then any movie you give only one watch to, you must have hated, is what I'm trying to
0: say. Oh, okay. I was like thinking about it the opposite direction. Um, Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's kind of true. I mean, like, there's a lot of films that I I just don't enjoy, but there's probably enough in there for me to go look, my mates want to go, they're inviting me to go, then I'll go
1: yeah yeah it's like it's like a marvel thing right like you watch a marvel movie more than once because you've got enough friends who love marvel. not
0: yeah like like, like, like a social a, thing for you I feel like a social thing yeah yeah but there's probably and like marvel's kind of an easy one you know because you can you can probably still find bits and pieces that you can enjoy about it um but the way the universe is going at the moment it's gonna it's gonna be tough. I don't think I'm gonna find any good reason to watch any of them. I mean like the Marvels movie You will. Yeah yeah. I mean I'm always gonna watch them but to re-watch them if they're quite terrible considering like the direction right now with the MCU it's pretty hard. I can tell you that.
1: What's the Marvels one? Like there's like a Marvels movie, right? Like the yeah, Marvel's, a Marvels
0: movie where there's three people with like similar powers. <laughs> but it looks awful. It looks like a slightly mature version of Shark Boy and Lava Girl.
1: <laughs> no wait a second budget oh budget budget okay i, mean, just, I thought it came out they already the
0: poster like, the poster looks awful
1: which one like the we're, i'm looking at the, the three... wikipedia poster
0: look at the poster where there's three of them like you know there's one on top one in the middle one bottom
1: no no no. i've seen that one but that's not, that's not the wikipedia poster
0: oh, okay oh yeah that poster is terrible looks awful
1: Oh, yeah, the one where they just, like, sort of sh- three shining lights. Does the top girl have powers? I legitimately don't know. Who's the top girl? Um, the, the one. one in one Division.
0: Oh, yeah, her name is Photon. Yeah, she has Photon powers.
1: Did she gain powers? Because like, in Division she had no powers.
0: She gains them in the series. When? Remember, she walks through the, like, the TV screen or whatever it is. And that's how she gains those powers.
1: Did she use any of her powers
0: in in WandaVision? Yeah, she uses it in the last episode.
1: Oh man, okay, okay. Well,
0: you <laughs> clearly didn't enjoy it.
1: <laughs> no, I did not like Wonder Vision, and I wanted to. I wanted. You know what really pissed me off when I first saw the clips of it, right? So, like, you you were there. Um, I, I didn't watch Wonder Vision until maybe like a year later, right? Right. And I was gagging for it because, like. It just seemed like such a cool premise Mm. of like, it's like 1950s style TV show and there's like a lot of mystery around it. Like that's cool. And it just turned out to be uh, like just such a disappointing
0: thing. Exactly, Yeah. It reminded me of that horse meme, you know, the horse drawing meme where it's like a beautiful drawing and then it turns into like a three-year-old drawing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Like I watch a lot of, I used to watch a lot of Doctor Who and I don't think you've ever seen, you don't care for that show, right?
0: Never seen the episode.
1: Oh, I think Nath, Nath really likes it yeah, too. he's a
0: big Doctor Who fan.
1: It's, Doctor Who's like a really... Uh, it does this a lot where it's got this really awesome, like, mysterious kind of storyline, and then you get to the end... And they were like, oh, they were good all along. Or just ex- the, the, the explanation for it all always sucks. And I feel like WandaVision had the same thing like a really cool premise, really cool mystery. Then you get to the end and you kind of realize, like, how do you write them out of this? Mm. And they did it in a way that, like, just isn't that entertaining. That's right, yeah
0: well Mm. anyway let's bring this to an end thanks for listening to the last part of like our banter because we love to do that um be sure to check out our other episodes reviewing and recapping other tarantino films um some of our favorites uh Reservoir dogs and pulp fiction just to name a few
1: The mainstream favorite apology,
0: yeah. um, and we will catch you in the next episode. Find our social media links um, in the description. Um, you can find out how to follow us and also individually on either Instagram or Facebook. And, um, and we will catch you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Cool. Bye bye.